Hello team, it's Fab here, founder and head teacher at All Marketing School and your Marketing BFF. I want to remind you that there is a special invitation for you to join us for the Alt Marketing Certification. Get certified as a positive impact strategy and make people fall in love with you and your work. Reclaim your time, understand the marketing foundations with a positive impact spin. If you are a marketing freelancer who wants to raise the quality of services and do more with less, or maybe you are an early stage marketeer ready to invest to gain real experience in building a strategy with purpose, or you're a marketing leader who wants to be recognized as a go-to expert and tackle new growth challenges. Whether you are beginners or whether you have some confidence into your strategy, we want to support you. We want to help you achieve your strategic goals, toss confettis in the air, and blast your favorite hype song as you get through eight incredible weeks with me and the rest of our faculty. Think about our certification as marketing training at university standards, not prices. So if you're ready to join us and you want to check out our incredible curriculum, all you have to do is go to amschool.click slash certification. I repeat, amschool.click slash certification to find out more and learn what you are going to go through in our eight weeks. From marketing foundations all the way to leadership and storytelling skills, we're also going to cover strategic marketing blocks and advanced marketing tools. Plus, you get workshops, hot seats, group work, and even timely panels with incredible experts in the field. So what are you waiting for? No, I mean it. Our next cohort is starting real soon. So make sure that you head to amschool.click slash certification to come and join us and learn how to market to hearts, not to brains. Welcome to Alt Marketing School. We are currently bringing together a new wave of marketers, just like yourself. We want to provide you with the skills to speak to your audience perfectly, empower clients with winning strategies to market their brands, champion their values, and make a positive impact in the online world. My name is Fab, and I'm your host. May the class begin. Do you wonder whether anyone, Becca, is interested in hearing our pre free episode chats and kind of wonder like what did they talk about before the episode and like hmm when they talk about saucy things it's like yes we talked about <laughs> notion secrets <laughs> basically how, how to actually sort out our notion and I'll be honest um I mean I've, I've been nudging Becca a lot about this but she's the queen so at some point if you ever want to create something that you want to just share with people I will direct everybody your way because again again Becca is good without her these episodes will probably have become a mess like about five months ago when I was trying to figure out what's happening when so thank you fellow organization queen (laughs) it's all because of notion notion my brain I think I've used notion so much now that I see things in my brain in like a notion template that's just my thoughts now so, maybe we should unpack that one day. <laughs> yeah. mm, interesting. You know what, though, to be honest, again, some people, some people might be shocked to hear about this. 
But because of all marketing school, obviously, and what we're trying to build, I think one of the most important things for me was actually to realize some of the things that were missing, you know, some of the things that were actually missing. And I realized that when it comes for marketers, unless it's the two of us, and actually most of the teachers in the school, I find have a similar, a similar mindset. But we don't think as much about setting the best systems for us. We either sometimes find a template that works and then we use them or we... You know, we use nothing or we literally use every single platform under the sun. And I find that that can be quite frustrating. So that's why actually I welcome this because it's your inspiration actually helped me add a few more elements to all marketing school. The certification itself are very related to how to create better systems because I believe that that is a big culprit of a lot of us. And just like, you know, obviously we have so much to do and then it's hard actually to take the time or to really know how to take something and make it ours in order to actually, as you say, unload our brain, maybe not, you know, thinking notion templates, but, you know, kind of finding the middle way and the middle around that. So I think it's really, really important to start working on that. But I found that also it takes a lot of time. I know you were telling me how, how long it took you to actually create the first second brain you had. It was long. Yeah, I think it's with all things, isn't it? Like systems can work so well. And I, I completely agree with you. I think in this industry, once you have a system, it only improves basically everything. But the creating of it can sometimes take so long because it kind of forces you to think about all of the steps and all of the possibilities that sometimes you don't have one in place. You can kind of like forget about it and be like, oh, I'm just not going to think about that. But yeah, when I created my second brain back in, oh, I don't know, one of the lockdowns, <laughs> It was it was fine because it you know it was locked down so I, it was a nice way to occupy my time but it did take a long time but now it's great and I'm still using it and it's it's stood the test of time which is great so uh, yeah maybe maybe I do need to sometimes look away from motion just because I am seeing in uh, like lots of little white squares in my head but it's fine it's all fine. <laughs> Also now slightly shifting gear at the time of so the time of listening, if you listen to last week, hello, loyal listener, and you probably have gathered that we record a couple of days before uh, it goes out, so we can be fresh, but you know as fresh as it gets. And <clears throat> was I not very excited that we took to, I mean if you haven't listened to last week's episode, please do because I'm indulging <laughs> in how funny we were taking the mic about is it going to be called meta? Uh, again, I, I feel like I talked a lot of Benedict Cumberbatch in that episode, so I do apologise. <laughs> I went on rabbit hole. But I, we, were, we were half joking, let's be honest, Becca. We saw the news, we saw people thinking about it, like, mm, are they going to call themselves Meta? And off it goes, Facebook calls itself Meta, and now, I'm just saying lol. I mean, it was interesting to see the push into the AR Metaverse as well, and kind of how they're trying to bring their next push with AR. I just I just laughed so hard. I remember like the two of us were like cross-tweeting at each other. We like, we called it, we named it, we knew it. So, you know, if you listened and you were like, oh yeah, they got it right. I'm still indulging in that. I'm still feeling really proud of myself. I, yeah, we did. I was so, when I saw it announced, it was announced through Twitter and it started trending and I was like, we were right. We did. We were right. I still don't know how I actually feel about it though. Because I'm like, great, great, amazing, meta, wonderful. I'm, yeah, 
can you clear something for us actually or for me probably more than I would this is very selfish can you clear something for me because I read and I'm not sure and I don't understand I know that everything happened and blew up and Hmm. so Facebook is going to now live as part of meta the Facebook platform or are they actually okay so that's what's going to be the case yeah so meta will be the the parallel yeah umbrella is a good word yeah and then all of the things what do they have facebook instagram whatsapp and messenger and they've got a new thing is it oculus oh do you know what maybe that comes into it because there's yeah because of all their new vr meta metaverse activities that will come under that but yeah the the umbrella will be well already is meta yeah and that's what I was thinking and, and that's why again when last week when we were speculating we were thinking thinking about like metagram now uh, that's not going to happen which is good I think it's going to be interesting as an adjustment it kind of makes sense because then you say you know at the very least if you talk about Facebook you're talking about the actual platform which again I want to see how long it lasts that's still me obviously the, it is the hub for things like ads but again I'm kind of wondering whether maybe that could get like the Facebook ads and business manager might actually get a re- slowly a rebrand and become met. I can't say. <laughs> meta business. <laughs> it kills me. Okay. It kills me. I'm sorry. But that could be the case. Uh, I think, you're, no, I think, I think it could happen because um, there was a quote from good old Mark, our pal. Let's get him on the pod, shall we? And um, he said that Facebook will, well, not Facebook, Forget I said the word. Uh, we him, will be metaverse first, not Facebook first, which was interesting. But the thing that I did like the sound of was that um, he followed up to that point saying that um, you won't need a Facebook account to use our other services. And I also saw something where if you were running like a business manager or like any Facebook ad related activity, you could sign up with your work address, email address, sorry, rather than having to connect your personal profile because sometimes that can get really messy or like, you know, I'm sure you've had it. Like sometimes a client will come to me and be like, oh, some employee from like 10 years ago set up our Facebook page and they're the admin, but we don't know who they are, where they are. We don't have access. And you're like, oh, why? So I think that's a good thing. But it does make me think, you know, if they're going to literally go out there and say, we will be metaverse first, not Facebook first, uh, is Facebook platform maybe going to start deteriorating rapidly? <laughs> I'm going to say yes. I'm going to put it out there. And like the new generation is not, mainly are not on Facebook. Let's be honest. We are the, the last of the Facebook generation. I many use it for birthdays. I'm in a couple of groups and I was thinking, would I really suffer if I if if they were all gone as I know because I think again talking about our home marketing school certification or marketingschool.com slash certification by the way if you want to check it out but one of the one of the workshops uh, within the different weeks we're going to go through is about community building and community design which I will teach obviously I'm teaching some of the some of the classes as well it's not just people like Becca and one of the interesting things about what I have been learning by obviously running memberships and community or community design and community building is that community is really important for brands these days. And we also saw in the Talk Walker report, I want to say, um, among other things. So you really can see that 
you know, people are trying to build communities outside of these places. Because as you said, maybe I don't want, you know, maybe I don't want to have my personal life attached to, again, business conversations if you're in a business group or even like some, the marketplace or for example like local groups maybe you actually want a separation you don't want your friends to know and I'll be honest if and when is a bit clearer how to make the transition even I could be the person that says maybe I'm actually going to just delete my Facebook account and just keep it just keep it where it is because I don't use it and I know that I like it that they tried we talked about a couple of weeks ago to add reels to Facebook and things like that and I think it's almost like they, they are trying, but with the meta transition is what's going to change. They also realize that if it's going to windle down, it's a bit like ego. You know, at some point you have to let it go and just kind of be like, okay, well, if people use it for business manager, and again, maybe we'll change slightly the name and ads, so be it. But then again, knowing that probably most people would use it for other types of ads or to manage other sides of the business that maybe are not just Facebook page, I mean, Facebook page, Facebook page, again, what related and more about other things that you're going to use, whether they're also going to integrate WhatsApp, you know, I can definitely see it as Facebook has probably got plans to actually shoot out other sort of platforms and other sort of products. And that's maybe why the umbrellas was also born, I guess. Yeah, I completely agree. And I think Facebook will definitely turn into just a tool like, oh, I need to go in there to run the ads or check business manager or anything. Because there was another statistic I saw, which annoyingly I don't have, but um, I think the age group, basically Generation Z, people under the age of 24, in that bracket, that's the first time there's ever been a decline in users, I think, on Facebook. I want to say ever. Take that. So... But I was like, yeah, I'm not surprised because, you know, when they were a little bit younger, Instagram was more kind of the thing, the cool thing. And obviously in the last like year, two years, TikTok has come and taken over. Hey, love TikTok. But it's like, yes, there's, what, what is the appeal? If you were like a 20 year old, why would you join Facebook right now? You just wouldn't, would you? And so I think it will become the place where, yeah, people like me and you slowly think, can I, can I detach as much as possible just to keep access to, yeah, business manager and then go, okay, goodbye, see you later. <laughs> Do you think that's also one of the reasons why there's a bit of news that came out over the last week, Facebook abandoned facial recognition, which is when you would actually identify different users. I know that there are other reasons and more, let's say, official reasons maybe uh, that might be involved in it. But I also find, could it also be the reason as well obviously there's um they've been throwing lawsuits at meta and obviously facebook see <laughs> a lot anyway so there's plenty of reasons why that could have happened but i'm wondering whether aside for the official reasonings there's also an element of because we know that you know a lot of people are not using it anymore or we just know kind of how things have shifted there's actually no place especially because again People are not even almost sharing their, their pictures anymore on Facebook. You know, it's not like you do your holiday album shared with everyone. So we're kind of wondering when there is a combination of both things as well. Uh, but I found it really interesting that it kind of happened right now. Yeah, and I was really, I was pleasantly surprised that that had happened because, I mean, I remember a few years ago, I used to be quite a frequent 
Facebook photo uploader, you know, like after parties and things. Like I was that person. Yeah. Yeah. And there's so many albums from like. You and me, sister. You and me, sister. (laughs) There's so many albums from my early 20s or like late teens of just like things, which now I should probably go and change the privacy settings of. But I remember that coming in and being like, oh, this is really cool. But I was so young at the time, I didn't really think about like how kind of terrifying that was. But now I don't even really upload any photos to Facebook. And I think a lot of people have gone that way. Like they'll either do a photo dump on Instagram or they will like another thing that seems to be popular with like um, my friends is like, we'll just create a shared Google um, Google photo album and then all ch- everyone just chucks them in there and then they just live there and it's like oh that's fine so I did think it was interesting and I was surprised because I was like oh yeah like I'm sure there are still people who like using Facebook as their place for photos and stuff but then I was like actually yeah I don't I don't even see much of that now the times I do go on and check the feed it's mostly just nothing important like it's just it's I like, know and I feel you with that. I remember that I update, updated my cover photo just to put like a, one of the wedding photos and people are like, oh, congratulations. Like uh, something, you know, something that sounded like congratulations, like right now, like I'm like, you know, for today, I hope, you, I hope today was great. And I was like, it actually was two months ago. But, you know, just, just to explain, because I didn't care. I'm just, I'm going to update it also because it was an old cover photo and it's a nice thing to remember. But I didn't even change a lot. Law and change my status because I took it out completely. Like, you know, when like it's complicated on Facebook, and everybody of our generation will be like, Oh my god, what happened? I didn't even change that, and not because I don't care, because it was again part of me was like, I don't know who is exactly my friend, genuinely, from like all days, and I don't know I want to slip into my life these days. Like, I wanna I think there's an element of what you said as well with Instagram or even like Google Photos you have a bit more control on, on how much or little you're sharing in a way that you feel like it can become a little announcement, a little thing. And then it lives in that moment and people will almost kind of forget if you really want to. And I find that with Facebook, we almost feel like because for users like ourselves and a lot of the users that, as you say, are actively there, we probably went through a big chunk of our life being there online, even if it was a late adopter of Facebook, actually. So we don't really want some of these people that are part of their life to see this stuff. And that's kind of how I feel things have, have shifted. So sorry, Meta. Uh, I don't see like Facebook legacy going far too much longer. This is me again, putting my clairvoyant hat on again. Welcome back to the hats. That's what I think. So we'll see how that kind of uh, shifts as well. Talking about Meta again and his little babies. I wanted to talk about briefly a new story stickers which I am trying to figure, I mean, I understand what it is. I'm trying to figure out, I'll be honest, from my UX perspective, obviously I might get Becca to actually introduce it for us, but I just want to hint at it first. From a UX perspective, I'm not sure if users are going to pick it up as easily at first because I tried it just for a lull and I was like, if I saw this, would I know what, what, what? and how, how? Again, so explain to us because I think it's interesting and it's got some potential, but also I feel it's going to get some heads scratching very soon first. I, yeah, felt it made me feel really um, like I didn't understand what social media was when I saw the sticker. And I think I actually saw your test and that was like me trying to go, well, how, how, do you, how does one use this? But it's supposed to be, 
I, I kind of understand what they're doing. Instagram basically have seen how well duets and all the rest of it have worked on TikTok and stuff. And they've been like, that's a way to kind of force engagement. We'll get users more engaged, get them on the app for longer. And I think it could be quite nice because basically it ties all of your, not all, but everyone who's really engaged following you, all their stories together in a nice thing. But I think that the interface is confusing and it's like, do you click on this? How do you view other people? What does it mean? Like where, where does that go? You know, like does that, do other people see it? It doesn't make it clear at all. But I can see how if you did have a really engaged audience, if you're a creator and, you know, something I quite like is, you know, a lot of creators will do almost like share your embarrassing stories with me or share your funny stories, that kind of thing. And they'll, they'll um, include the, the bubbles and stuff. I'm like, okay, maybe there's similar ways that this feature could be used that, but it will just be a little bit more like immersive because it's actual like stories. But yeah, it was a bit confusing. And I don't think people are going to kind of understand what it is. I love what you said. I'm going to double down on what you mentioned though, because my only... Devil's advocate hat. Devil's hat. So you can imagine one of the horns. So I'm putting the devil's advocate hat on and I'm thinking, but what about, let's say, sharing embarrassing moments, right? For example, if you're doing it as a story, it implies that you kind of want to get your face on or you want to share who you are. Or So I think it's going to be interesting. I think there's still the question sticker is probably still where I would see these type of things happening. To me, this is almost... And this is, again, knowing the users, this is almost like, which again, we'll talk about idea pins a bit more in our pro, our marketing pro uh, special episode about Pinterest creator, but is the different ways that Pinterest is encouraging people to try on their take on an idea pin. Again, so we'll talk about it more. Go to allmarketingschool.com slash join to find out more about the pro. But that's where I think it's kind of trying to hint at more than that because I, I appreciate that but a lot of these stickers are also about like you know what are your goals or what and sometimes people use it just as a release they know you can't really see their name so I think the the intent of Instagram is almost to go after the different way that Pinterest is really banking on try it for yourself and then share your own take so I think I, I would love it to be used for that because I think it's really powerful but then sometimes I'm like do I really want that you know if they share it it's kind of nice because it's anonymous, so it doesn't really matter. But with that, the anonymity goes out of the window. So that's maybe what they're trying to go after. Yeah, I, I think that's a good point. And it will be interesting to see from like a creative perspective who runs those like Q&As frequently, the difference in engagement because people happen to show something around them, either their face or you know whatever I think it'd be really interesting but yeah I'm I'm intrigued to see this feels like a feature that Instagram have brought in it's maybe a smidge confusing and I wouldn't be surprised if in like a few months they just subtly roll it back like because people don't get it Especially with so many stickers, there's like the, the order food sticker, there's the support small business, which were really good as a lockdown idea. But again, I, I'm surprised they're still there, but I don't even, it's almost I don't even acknowledge them. Don't get me wrong, I am rolling around the little link sticker and like crazy. I'm like, oh, hello, link sticker. And it's so nice, I think, is eventually, I like how um, Adam Mosseri from Instagram 
in one of the, his tweets wrote, we listened, we understand, you all want to link. And I was like, oh no, oh really? <laughs> you listen now. <laughs> People have been going on about it forever. It just felt like, again, you have to reach the 10,000 followers just to get people to actually get directed outside of Instagram. And it felt that was Instagram is the only place that makes it really hard for you to get away from it, genuinely more than anything else. So again, the reason why probably we're not talking about it for the whole episode is because by the time that you're listening to this, it's been a while since, you know, Link, uh, Link Sticker has been available for everyone. But I just wanted to reiterate, talking about stickers, is a good and refreshing change. It's a small change, but it's just like, you know, also you notice that once you have it, it's not like every single story is going to be a Link Sticker. It's not going to be direct to people outside, but it's nice to have the option, I find, eventually. Thank God. Thank you. Thank you, Instagram, actually, I should say. Not God. Thank you, Instagram. And I wanted to actually mention uh, one more thing, which I think almost deserves an episode in itself. And again, we're talking about it also in the pro. I want to mention it because we're going to talk about the Pinterest side of things. But there's this new, not new, but there's this trend that came out actually last year. We talked about it already, about live shopping. And mainly Facebook was one of the ones that really went for it. And it's just interesting to see that live streaming shopping, which we'll mention briefly, is actually coming both on Pinterest, which as I said, I got more Intel on for our little pro members, but also Instagram at the same time, whereas last year it was only on Facebook. So I find really interesting that it came. I think there was a bit of interest and Amazon also played a big part last year with this. Then it kind of went quiet. And obviously they're reusing it again for the holiday season. And I'm thinking it means that they know it's kind of working because it probably was still last year. Again, there was a shopping in Instagram live was announced, was tested, but it kind of didn't take off as much. And I'm kind of thinking where there is almost like live social media, especially shopping had a bit of a false start. And now they're trying it again because almost like the time is right or something has shifted in the landscape. I don't know if I'm making sense anyone, but it's just interesting because this is not too new. It had a big cooling off period and now it's back. Indeed. You are making sense. You are making sense of that. It's okay. I think that it's very interesting that Instagram and Pinterest are pushing this at the exact same time. And I feel like from a user's perspective, it's gonna it might feel a bit much actually when it starts rolling out it, like over the next two months because it's going to be like, oh, shopping, shopping, shopping. I need, to, I need to do shopping now because that's what they're putting in front of me. Why Why did they have the gap though and why now? Well, I think it may come as a surprise. It might be because of what TikTok are doing. And they, as far as I'm aware, don't have live, like live stream shopping yet but are expanding their e-commerce side of things a lot they've done so many collaborations with Shopify this year and I've seen a few brands do like an exclusive launch through TikTok where you can see it in the TikTok and then they just like so it's not live but you can drag up and see the products and stuff like that and I think maybe because of the early tests that Instagram that data they've got from those tests and they're like okay now's the time we need to we need to do this first before, you know, their biggest competitor gets on there. But it's going to be really, really interesting. I love the fact as well, I don't know if you saw, um, 
the incentive that Facebook or give it all meta slash Instagram, I don't, ah, words about how you can have free shipping and have like 20% off their first purchase to try and make people to actually do that transaction through Instagram um, and through these live streams. And I was like, mm, yeah, like, do you think, I wonder how many people might get sucked in, do that once to make use of the offer and then it just sort of fizzle out. Mm, I'm a bit sceptical. Yeah, you've got the sceptical out on. I'm going to have the a hat that is non, non-de- non-defined hat. Imagine it's like a little like a, a sparkly hat. My sparkly hat is thinking instead, what if obviously this is a way to get users encouraged to actually use social media platforms for the whole purchasing process, which has been a problem. And my little sparkly hat is almost thinking, because I saw this, from creators. So I'll tell you the thoughts and then I'll tell you what I saw. People are, might actually be using Instagram, especially when it comes to brands and especially when it comes to creators a bit less, but creators obviously are going to be a big part of this of this ecosystem. As you know, tell me what you're up to, show me how to use your product, you know, tell me a great story. I'm willing to actually keep up with you as a brand because I love what you do, but also I'm interested in what you have to offer me. Whereas before, we knew that for even for brands, it was a lot about storytelling. It was a lot about, which I think is still very important. Now, you will be like, Fab, you're the queen of storytelling. Why are you telling me this? I'll tell you why. I've seen, and I've talked to some of my clients, actually, but I've also seen on Instagram a few people I follow. And people have been like, I'm really disillusioned with Instagram because, you know, I find everybody's saying the same things. Everybody's posting the same inspirational quotes. Please give me a break. So part of me is thinking, what if actually right now we're like, well, I don't mind, I'm thinking about brands again. I don't mind brands showing me their, the window shop, showing me what they're up to. They don't have to just do an inspirational quote. I don't care. If you're selling me a peanut butter, I'm happy for you to talk about peanut butter. Obviously, talk about your values, talk about your purpose, but you don't need to put an inspirational quote about self-care. I don't know if I'm making sense. So to me, it's kind of almost like, when you're talking about sharing a story, do that well. And Instagram realized that for a brand is either that or getting people to even not having to go to a website, not having to go somewhere else, insert other app platforms, TikTok, uh, Pinterest, because they're also quite B2C. They're like, let's just make sure that people can buy straight from us. And so you can combine the storytelling with the selling. Bam, bam, bam. Is again a long-winded <laughs> thought but it came from seeing a lot of people being like I'm tired of seeing the same shit all over again apologies for my French I love it no I think I think that is a, a thing and you got me thinking actually about how now if I do see a brand on Instagram that has products that I'm interested in I do find myself going to visit their Instagram shop more to see their catalog or you know when you tap on the image to see the products come up and when that works I did, like it, it just works like, to the point I'm, I don't even think about what I'm doing I'm like oh yeah that looks quite nice maybe I'll get that I don't tend to actually buy through Instagram yet I don't know why I just don't that's not because I don't trust it or anything like that I think it's just a habit that I've not formed exactly but I have noticed sometimes if there is a brand that doesn't have that set up doesn't have the products like on the, the tap or like their shop has only got hasn't like their catalogue hasn't been um properly populated. I do find that frustrating because I'm like, oh, if I'm just sort of window shopping, I want to stay there, not click through 
go to their website because I'm like, mm. so yeah, I think I think this could work quite well. And even from the window shopping perspective, like <laughs> I'm, I quite enjoy what I'm about to say. But like, is it going to make Instagram feel like PVC just for all your brands? <laughs> But, you know, I'm being honest and also you're being honest, which is great. But I think it's just a reminder of it's okay. And again, I'm all about making your values come across. But then instead of adding filler on top of that, it's okay to also, again, make the most of showing how your, you know, advocacy from your customers on how to use your product or how to make it fun. You know, I think and that, as you say, in order to form the habit of people, buying from those platforms that's probably why platforms are trying to find more engaging ways and partner with creators to do that as well now i want to say before we finish today's episode there's also the massive release of linkedin uh, marketplace for freelancers but i'm feeling like we're not going to give it justice unless we actually talk about it properly so again i'm going to put a mental note for me and becca so listeners keep us accountable next week we'll talk a bit more about it just as a reminder of what happened because I think there's actually interesting things that might happen is uh, again LinkedIn I, f- I feel desperately needed to find a way to monetize decently and obviously is a b2b platform so seeing actually servings listings for profiles is something that even excites me as well because I do do a bit of client work still and even being able to you know, showcase that in there makes life so much easier. So if you're okay with it, Becca, just for our listeners to know, we'll touch on that a bit more next week. It's an exciting thing. I think it's rolling out a bit slowly. So again, it's not like something you need to jump on and run at it tomorrow. But because I see LinkedIn looking at work in Fiverr and be like, we can do better. It's almost like, yes, we still show jobs and jobs that you can buy on, but we've realized that there's such a freelance gig economy. We need to jump on it. So this was going to be next week. I don't know if you're, I'm excited. I don't know how you feel about it before we, we drop off, but I'm quite excited to see where that goes. I am. Yeah. I was, when I was reading about it, I was quite enthusiastic about it. Cause I was like, oh, this is going to be really good. And I think I quite like LinkedIn at the moment. And so the, the fact that they're doing this, which is going to help so many people, I think is really, really good. It shows that they are, you know, listening to their audience, which their audience need will give you that feature. It's like, this is good. And I think it genuinely looks like it will be good as well. <laughs> exactly. Sometimes we're sceptical for good reasons, by the way, but sometimes we're acceptable. So it's going to be exciting. So obviously next week we're going to crack on and start with that and then whatever else the social media world throws at us. In the meantime, as a reminder, just one more time, if you're interested in more Pinterest news, we just have reviewed it, Pinterest Creator Festival. So you can go to allmarketingschool.com slash join to find out about pro and the episode is already in there. So we talk a bit more about live, but also idea pins, the evolution of e-commerce based on the festival. And finally, if you have any questions or you want to let us know something, remember allmarketingschool.com at School on Instagram, School on Twitter. I am everywhere, literally everywhere. At Fab Giovanetti and Becca, what about yourself? I'm everywhere at Becca Social. Thank you so much for listening. Head to oldmarketingschool.com to find out more about topics that we covered in this week's class. If you want to make your teachers happy, then hop onto iTunes and leave us a five-star review. Oh, and don't forget to spread the love on Instagram at Old Marketing School. Until next time.